Savage. Hello, Savages. Welcome back to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Leach, your friend, your orator, your dictator, your uh, calm enthusiast, your your girlfriend and boyfriend, and potentially just a close friend who comes over and kind of fancies you, but never really, never really does anything about it. Just sits in the background, and watches you from afar, thinking, "What could have been if only I was a bit more honest about my feelings?" I'm that guy to you. Thanks very much for tuning in for another episode. Uh, we are on a landmark episode. It's episode 100 of the podcast. So thank you very much for sticking with me. Uh, those of you on Patreon, I appreciate all of the support. If you're not yet doing that, you can donate as little as one dollar a month to help this podcast continue to bring you great comedians, great creators, great musicians, great producers and directors, and of course, the occasional porn actor, to digest some of their thoughts, some of their feelings, and learn a little bit more about ourselves and the world. Uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash savage snowflake. Uh, thank you very much. And today, joining me is a gentleman who I've been watching with um, a quite a lot of uh, interest, enjoyment and also uh, a, a level of admiration and respect on YouTube. He's a content creator who uh, does commentary videos about social pop culture icons, politics in its first inception of the channel, and everything in between. It's The Right Opinion, aka James. Hi, James. Hey, so you you don't know me for my porn acting? I don't, not yet. Not yet. Oh, I haven't what? found that deep, deep, deep dive Reddit thread yet. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> well, I, I know you'd love to be known as the prolific porn actor you are, but unfortunately, if you don't upload the footage to any kind of a public <laughs> server, there's only so much digging I can do into your iCloud to find those files. Fair, fair enough. Well, I'll try and make it more accessible next time. Wonderful. Uh, well, first of all, thanks very much for coming and saying hello. I, I, I know that you're a, a young, busy individual. Yeah. I assume you might be studying at this point in your life you well, seem to be of around that age but you're, you're very elusive obviously with your online persona versus the real person that is james yes well i actually completed university at the end of last year uh which was a typical three-year course it wasn't done in the most conventional fashions uh what did given you study my chaotic nature i did a social science liberal arts degree but it was a conglomerate of politics, philosophy, international law, and psychology. So it was jack of all trades. <laughs> that's that's exactly how I would class it. I wanted to keep my options open, so I decided to do a bit of adventure into everything. Originally, it was just called a PPIL, which is politics, philosophy, and international law. But then I wanted to do a bit of psychology too. So in the end, they were just like, "Well, we don't have a name for this, so we'll just call it social science." And you sod off and do that there you go well at least you did it right exactly i did and, it and, and i completed it and how much is that degree serving you now in your future life and your future endeavors absolutely none in no way whatsoever <laughs> yeah, in same, no way whatsoever same. Is it? <laughs> i did th i did three years at warwick university i did an english literature and theater studies degree and uh it was very much one of those get something to fall back on jeff you know if the acting and the tv doesn't work out get something to fall back on Exactly uh, that. Exactly that. That's yeah. how I approached it. And in all honesty, I did actually kind of want to go into politics, philosophy after university. But I just looked at the political environment and was like, well, actually, probably not the best idea right now. It's an absolute mess. I'll just focus on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I'll get back to this later. I've got plenty of time. More fun to pick people apart on the internet instead, right? Exactly. 
much more fun to bully people online. Ah, well, now, I mean, there are plenty of bullies <laughs> online. There are plenty of people who yeah. make content that I do think is is very much focused on, you know, I, I, obviously someone like... um. You know the the gnome himself, Keemstar, would be would be an example of someone who loves just yes. laying into people. Whereas I, this is this is one of the th- reasons that I think, certainly for myself, I can, uh, can only speak from a subjective point of view. But I think a lot of your viewers, I would assume, enjoy watching your content because you do seem to take quite a balanced approach to every yeah. single one of the subject matters that you you decide to make a video on. Yeah, I definitely try and be a bit nicer than the average commentator and i think generally a lot of audiences appreciate that particularly people who may have some sympathies with that commentator they don't want to just see them torn apart because they may know a different side of that commentator rather than just a singular situation which may show one of their worst sides so for me generally it's about okay they've done this thing wrong how bad is it in the grand scheme of things what can they take forward from this should they continue to be that sort of personal line or is it something a bit more serious and i think i can typically draw a border between the people who've done stuff that you know there's there's a yeah little like less than pre- predators on tiktok are. trying to fuck little kids versus exactly daniel brigoli you know saying some pretty uh <laughs> pretty it, offensive stuff exactly. on a snapchat there's a bit of a difference in the Exactly. There's a difference. And I try and outline that. I feel like if you go into melodramatic, you kind of lose the, the, the borders for those sorts of things. So for me, it was important to have that line and have some sort of barometer, which although I don't obviously explicitly lay out, sure. I do kind of want to communicate as an unspoken uh, rule on my channel, just have a idea of where a person may lie on my own subjective moral compass well that's it i mean i'm glad you mentioned morality because i think that you know you mentioned in one of your videos um actually dealing with you know uh, ethan and Hila. they took a, a bit of a break h3h3 and and you yeah. you know when you were commenting on on that uh, that particular instance in their in their life and their journey on youtube as creators um one of the things you mentioned was these people are so well liked and their content has been so well received uh, by the YouTube community, really because they do seem to inject a little bit of morality, even into mm. videos that are, you know, ostensibly a takedown of someone who's acted like a complete moron on the internet, yeah. m- more often than not. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so that is a focus for you when you're making your when you're making your videos. Yeah, definitely. I like to have an idea of where I would place someone personally on my own moral compass and the reasons and justifications for reaching that conclusion. A lot of people like my content because I present a lot of information. There are a lot of creators who do that too, to be fair. There are a lot of creators who do these really strong video essays with a lot of deep dives. Mm. I try and do that, but I also try and have an element of my opinion too and the justifications for it it's all very well and good presenting information and for many channels it is more than enough for me i want to kind of integrate that with my opinion too so people can see my own reasoning and maybe see their own opinion too as well or maybe have a different opinion something that i think is completely acceptable as well yeah how many responses do you get from the um the particular creator or the 
artist or the absolute twat who happened to do something stupid on the internet that you've chosen as the subject matter of the latest video. How many of those people reach out to you and um, and say, hey, listen, I you know I, I watched the video and I took something away from it other than just you know the view count yeah. about me. Yeah, to be fair, a decent number of people have responded somewhat positively to the videos that I have published on them. I obviously do not know exactly who's seen my videos and exactly what they may have thought, but I've had a few instances. Uh, Boogie, I know he took my video fairly well. Uh, Jack, mate, I, we had a good discussion too. I can't remember too, too many people taking it negatively, really. Uh, and some people who've been included or mentioned have responded as well. So it's a bit of a uncertainty to an extent. Yeah. But I know generally I think my videos are less despised by the subjects <laughs> in hand. Well, yeah, because you're not categorically just going, hey... Isn't this person an absolute cunt? And uh, this is why I hate them, etc., etc. You know, you'd like to at least say, well, look, here's potentially the reasons why someone might do this. I mean, one of the more recent videos, or one of the videos that I watched of yours more recently, actually, I should say, because, mm. you know, the playlist and the algorithm seem to just jump you from year to year to month to month. Um, oh, yes. Was the one about the, um, about the uh, cash me outside uh, uh well daniel begroli but it was it was actually it was actually more so about the um uh her her oh god now i'm blanking myself her counterpart the um who whoa, is vicky. whoa vicky thank you so much who is who's in, uh, which which actually the irony of that whole video as well is i was watching this thinking whilst i think both of these young ladies are products of obviously social media hype um uh, grand uh, aggrandizing uh, abhorrent you know, uh, reality TV-esque bullshit kind of status, you know, just just going on TV and yeah. saying something outlandish and stupid shouldn't afford you a platform, a career, and, uh, you know, a, a monthly wage. But unfortunately, in this day and age, it does. But uh, I was watching, I was thinking, well, it was very it was very balanced from both sides. You know, you were taking into, a, into account what these people might have been thinking, but beyond that, also what the what their friends might have been thinking yes. in allowing them to do these things, what their parents uh, should really have done in this situation. You know, you do look at uh, the outside world that affects predominantly, let's say, younger people going onto yeah. the internet or onto TV and saying stuff that ultimately lands them in trouble later on down the line. Exactly. One of the things that I've noticed about the internet a lot, and I say this to friends, I say this to younger creators who message me for advice, I say, you've got to be careful online. Because when I was 16, 17, I barely spent any time online. I five years really... ago, five years ago, James. Five, five years so, ago. That's so five painful for me. That, but... <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's five, five years ago for me, and... Um, God, 14 I, years ago for me. Oh, gosh. And I can't really remember too much about the stuff that I did or the stuff that I said. And to be honest, I wouldn't expect to. I know, though, I know that I did some stuff that I definitely would never 
considered doing today. Absolutely. And yeah, I think the same. that's really important. And it's an important part of personal growth. The difference is but you can't thing- pull up the log, the chat log of a Nokia 9210. Whereas, it, it, you know, <laughs> you go into your Instagram I, I mean, and people not, go, look at not, this message. It's not even things like that. It's, 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 it's the things like, you know, real life and, and, and all that shit. Right. And I, I say to people who, who are going down this road, who are online, I, I, there's one, one, one guy. So you're talking about content creators specifically, people who want content. to make their career in yeah. uploading content about themselves or their opinions on stuff to the internet. Exactly. And okay. I'm saying to them, I'm saying, you've got to remember that this stuff, this stuff can be archived. This stuff can be remembered. And although I would always defend you if in like five, six years time, people try and, you know, end your career for it mm-hmm. within reason, of course, Sure. Depends what depends what you do, but within reason, I will likely defend you because I know that a lot of people do stupid stuff at that age, and people always have done. Mm-hmm. I will uh, say people do stupid stuff, yeah. uh, 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 you know, a decade later or two decades later, or God forbid. I mean, look at the, you know, the current political. You mentioned the political situation yeah. we have in both the UK and I live in the US now, and uh, I mean that's a, a complete fucking farce. You know, these are meant to be some of oh. the brightest, most eloquent minds on the planet, and yet they're constantly saying. Stupid fucking shit every day. It's very, very oh, frustrating. I, oh, some of them clearly haven't grown up at all. But the issue is, it's just this sort of stepping away out of being unknown into being known seems to be the hardest transition because I've applied for a few game shows in my time because I'm a big game show fanatic. Now, this is to take, shows... to take part as a as a, 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 as a, con- a as contestant. contestant, right? And um, one of the game shows that I've applied to is the British Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which is currently hosted by Jeremy Clarkson. Right. And in the the questionnaire, like for signing up, they say, "Is there anything that we should be aware of that may reflect badly on our corporate image?" Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking to myself. You've got Jeremy Clarkson hosting your show. Someone who's, who's probably got like multiple more controversies than any of the contestants absolutely, combined. Absolutely. I don't. I don't mind at all. It doesn't really. I don't really care. But the fact is that these people, um, the media, are focused on revelations and what mm. they can find out about someone. And therefore, when someone says to me, you know, I'm doing this, that, and that, I'm saying. Well, think ahead. If you get to the stage of being known, what are people going to find out about you? Because there are plenty of people, plenty of famous people who've done stupid shit once they've been once they're known, and because they're already known, people are just like, oh, fuck it. Well, it's become even and- worse now that I think. Look, I'm speaking now as uh, you know, someone who's had a career on uh, on television and in film for just over a decade now. But even when I used to host TV shows in England, um, like Big Brother's Big Mouth and you know, little brother and things like that. Ostensibly, I was making commentary on a bunch of fucking morons in a house and picking them apart in the same way, a similar way, should we say, that you you, you will dive in on, uh, certainly with with a less depth because, you know, you only have a 22-minute format. But, um, yeah. uh, Oh, sorry, I only had a 22-minute format. But, you know, we would be picking apart these, 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 these seemingly... Just not the the most intelligent, but seemingly well spirited, you know, d- in- well intentioned people who are given a little fame and a little fortune, and it's amazing how that can instantaneously bring out the worst in people. 
as well. Oh, without a doubt. And it's one of the things that I've really had to be careful about. Because for my commentary, especially, it's a necessary part that I have to somehow remain grounded in the audience uh, sentiment that drives a lot of these phenomena. And I felt a lot of the time, particularly larger creators, people that I know, even my peers, that what's happened is they've got a bit of traction and they've lost grip of that audience sentiment and they've done something that they inevitably regret. Sure. And I've done stuff that I regret. You just haven't uploaded it to the internet. <laughs> that's the difference. Well, that's, I mean, I've I've done stuff. Like, I've done I've done videos that I think actually, you know, that was a poor video. I could have done that better. I could have done this better. I I have that. No no question at all. But at the same time, I'm I have I have a good grip on on how how I should come to terms with the mistakes that I've made and how I how I should express you know my feelings regarding them because I think the problem for many people is that when when they make those mistakes and people get called out for them and I'm covering this in a future video right um they 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 get they almost people almost feel insulted because they think about everything good they've done and then they're like well I've done all these good things how can people just call me out for the bad things Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. unfortunately that is an outcome of the media and it's really important to not allow that feeling of anger um, that may come from you know the sentiment of unfair treatment to overwhelm you and cause you to take a you know try and hit back at you probably upset audiences who probably upset for a legitimate reason you have to acknowledge those mistakes with some level of humanity because if you only focus on your own victimhood at that point then you are equally only focusing on the negative right and you can't you can't allow yourself to do that you have to approach everything with some greater perspective i think one of the biggest problems with with fame is that it can narrow perspective and it can distance yourself from why people may be upset or annoyed and you don't have to necessarily agree with why people may be upset or annoyed but the mm. first step to to really being able to help them empathize with you is empathizing with them because one of the things that i've always found is that sentiments you know general sentiments felt by many people don't just appear out of nowhere for Absolutely. no justified reason but they can they can and- be they can be created i think i i i, I mean i'm, I'm gonna cite a, a personal experience in a moment um but I, I i they can be created by uh misleading content creators yes. people who like to take uh snapshots out of context i mean yes. the, the the example i was going to give is you know for myself personally you know i i, I would like to think at the ripe old age of 30 35 years of, of age and given the number of things that I've done over the course of my career I should really <laughs> by now have a very clear understanding of what you should and shouldn't say the things you should and shouldn't do however if you're a, a creator who's multifaceted in any way it's if, if, you, if you if you pick one lane I think it's almost e- easier this day and age to be a single-minded idiot than it is mm. to be a multifaceted, intelligent human being. 
Because if you're yeah. a single-minded idiot, you can actually barrel down one path. You can be that one thing for people, whether that is, you know, whether you're the, the prankster or the uh, or the uh, the offensive wannabe rap star or the whatever it happens to be. You can be that one thing, and if people try to call you out for that thing, it's very easy to sit back and say, "Well, this is what I am, and this is what I create, and this is what I do." And if you don't like it, you can fuck off. And if you do like it, stick around and enjoy the content. And I actually almost envy people who are that yeah. blindly um, single-minded <laughs> sometimes. Uh, I I agree there without trying to stroke um, egos at all. Sure. Uh, being able to see many sides of, of the issue is sometimes like quite a burden. And you're, you're completely right in the fact that there, there is something... Yeah, you know, it's very you know watching some people, um, extremely sim- simple minded and just being able to do one thing and not give a shit, it is in a way, yeah, it's completely enviable and they're pro- they might be a lot happier for it. Yeah, but for me, well, I've I- seen plenty of very happy, stupid people out there. <laughs> yeah. Normally, the friends that I like to keep and the company I like to keep and the creators I like to mix with, I would like to think are intelligent and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, able people who can see the world have have that self awareness, which I think is also an inherently yeah. British trait. That's another reason. Um, I was going to ask you how much of your uh, success because you've been creating videos for three years now going on three yeah. years um some of those first videos still have uh you know sort of one to ten thousand views and then as you start yeah. to look at the the more recent videos over the last year we're talking in excess of five hundred thousand to a million views on the yeah. videos um how much of that success do you think is because of Angl- the anglophilic nature of american audiences or western audiences you, you, you... well yeah it's very interesting you ask that because i think around 50 percent of my audience is american yeah and that is high for me in comparison to many of my friends um actually it's similar for a lot of my american friends they tend to hit around 45, 50. I know some friends are on 60. For some individuals, particularly uh, my friends like James Marriott, uh, Will and E, Memeless, they have a much more British audience. But I don't think that's just because of their style being different. It's also because I think of the topics they choose. Mm-hmm. For me, I pick mostly quite american leaning topics. Oh, absolutely. There are yeah. some there are some topics that I've picked which lean a bit more british and I've noticed that on those videos I've received more viewers views from british audiences. Mm-hmm. And um that could be such as my Jackmate video very british focused, very british oriented. I know at the time when that was picking up views, a majority, a large majority of those came from British audiences. So, the I Ameri- think the Americans level- do love a British accent. They do there love, especially a, yeah. with the the brand that you've created, which is yeah. this this very self deprecating, but also, uh, you know, you're you're a young man. You're what twenty one years of age. Uh, 22 22 years of age so still still, still yeah. uh without sounding too patronizing you know uh, still a young 
man with a lot a lot to experience in the world. And I love that the that almost the character you've created is a little pompous, a little a little I know I know it's tongue in cheek that even the naming of the channel and and your character the right opinion is, you know, you yeah. sort of outline that in your about me section the right opinion it's it's a joke you know i'm saying that oh of course my opinion is the right opinion because it's my personal subjective one it's a you know you're mocking yeah. yourself there and self-deprecating but um i do think when it comes to and I, i'm saying this now as a as a as a performer who's lived in america for four years american audiences want british people to be one of two things we're either hugh grant and we're oh it's very posh and very you know very rp and uh and slightly pompous but also a little bit self-deprecating and i'm not really that great but i let me tell you why everyone else is terrible too or they want us to be a guy Ritchie character you know so a vinnie jones and like what mate yeah. i'm a fucking lad that's about the only two things you can do in america as a brit yes that's true that's true i definitely have a bit of finesse to my style. I think that's come over time and experience. Was that a conscious I, decision to to say, okay, I'm going to enhance these elements of myself or exaggerate? No, I never really thought about it too much, admittedly. I think it was just one of those things that eventually came as an outcome for what I was doing. Okay. And um, it, it just... It lends itself but, to maybe to the content. It does. Bit. It does, and it works, and... It uh, and people enjoy it, and I can't really ask for anything else. So if I can make content that people can enjoy, then I consider that a general benefit. My persona is pretty natural in many ways. I've always been quite pedantic. I've always been quite specific, and I've definitely got an element of paranoia that lends itself to the sort of analysis that I do. So for me. The persona fits my general personality, although obviously some elements are exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a conscious creation of a of that of that. Um, I guess uh, that personality or those personality traits. It was more a case of this is who I am, and 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 actually by the way that you approach creating each each of those videos, it's going to naturally lend itself to enhancing those various traits of your own. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you mentioned paranoia there, and I know that you have uh, dealt with on your channel at least at least in a, in in one video that I watched um, with mental health. You did a, a, a kind of life advice and mental yes. health chat with uh, with a couple of your friends and answering some questions from viewers and from fans. Um, mm. Is that is that something that's a, a, there's a broader interest there for you in that world, or is this or is this a, a personal thing? I, I I ask because, you know, this podcast has served me to talk quite openly about uh, depression mm. um, yes. and, 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 and even alcoholism. So it's, I, I wonder whether that's, that's something that you would expand on at some yeah. point. Yeah, I, I think that... How mental are generally... you, James? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty mental, to be fair. Okay, cool. And, um, <laughs> and yes, that... That sort of those streams were definitely quite a personal thing. Mm -hmm. My mental health is a bit all over the place. I'm never really sure how exactly I feel. And to be honest, I think that is partly due to YouTube and how it sets itself up. For me, it's a lot of pressure to get these opinions and to get the research right and make sure that I actually 
feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest problems with making these journalism style analyses probably in more depth than many actual you know pieces that you read in the news is the fact that I am forming my opinion off the information based and trying to separate myself from any predisposed bias but in doing that it can leave me a bit distant as a person and it will also lead lead me to the problem that I have sometimes questioning whether these opinions are actually my own and it's how I feel and I think sometimes with the biggest problem particularly mentally for me as that creator is that I'm no longer sure if what I think is what I feel and how much of that should be factored into either and so it becomes a bit of a an issue that I sometimes just don't feel enough um with a lot are you, t- are lot you trying things. to reveal to me that you're a sociopath and you <laughs> you have no I'm, I'm, no I'm, envy I'm, for human I'm, life that's 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 the thing i i'm very i'm very empathetic okay particularly with situations in the moment and i think that allows me to do the make the content that i make mm. um but i also have the problem of of probably um also trying to take the position um quite seriously understandably so because there is a lot of competition in commentary and therefore i have to take what i do very seriously but in doing that sometimes you know i can become very distant um mentally and therefore i have trouble expressing direct uh, emotions uh, emotional reactions sometimes and it's not that i don't feel those things i still feel those things but it's a problem of of how i tackle a topic and understanding like trying to trying to keep everything like my personal life um balanced in a way that i can step back away from the persona of the analytical um gentleman and um and um yeah not lose a sense of self or a sense exactly 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 so i think that's probably one of the 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 biggest challenges for me as a creator mentally and um sometimes I'm quite an ambitious person and and therefore if there, if I don't feel like enough progress is happening given my arbitrary scale of progress then I'll start to feel a bit down and depressed and so there's a load of things that can affect how I feel and um and I think it's actually okay to show a bit of emotion in video sometimes it's just you want to you generally you want to reach that emotion you want it to to be a a, a a legitimized reaction and um you want you don't want people to think that you're trying to manipulate them absolutely but the, um, the irony being I, though the success of a lot of your content isn't the fact that you're 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 clearly not detached because you have your own opinion on on exactly. that on the on the person or on the subject matter but you also part of the reason that people certainly myself including that love to watch it is that it doesn't feel like the emotional you know immediate emotional reactions of a of a of a you know a bumbling 22 year old it's not it's not it's not just like well this yeah. is what i think this way it sucks you know it's like someone who's gone okay let me take this away carefully consider all sides of this and then exactly lay out my thoughts in as eloquent a manner as i as i as i think i can 
Exactly, and to do that sometimes requires some restraint. You talked about ambi- oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me no, no, please you finish go, you your go. thought. Um, no, finish your thought. Oh no, okay. Um, I, it, it requires some restraint, and I think generally, like my only concern is sometimes the restraint can become a bit too universal in general life because I've realised that my videos are probably like the best the best way for me personally to analyze situations too in general so and it's bleeding it's, from the content now into your personal life maybe you're applying that as exactly a, and yeah. and sometimes i think you've got to be careful because although emotional reactions aren't always the most rational it can also be a personally quite cathartic to be able to let it out over something and then and then obviously it's important to be able to let it out in the right place, right time. You know, there's there's a place and a time to, to be emotional and it's important not to, you know, it would be definitely important for me not to do that in my content. This is wonderfully uh, meta that you're now explaining how important it is to not overanalyze and to have an immediate emotional reaction sometimes to things, to feel that emotion. And yet you are analyzing <laughs> that that would be a good thing to put into practice. <laughs> and, 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 and that that is the, that is my, my like problem. It's of emotions. Uh, some, sometimes, it, it, you know, the fact that I have set, said to myself, okay, try not to be too emotional in in your in your reaction to this it also means that sometimes when that's followed through into my real life sometimes i can i just feel distant and i i don't feel the personal catharsis um of letting out emotion that i know i still probably have it's good i understand what you're saying so in layman's terms maybe for some of the some of my viewers who might not be following completely effectively you're saying it's, it, it pays to sometimes just have a good cry or have a little scream and a shout. <laughs> Otherwise, if you bottle up your emotions too much and become too cold and analytical about every aspect of your life, you will go fucking mental. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, and so I, I think I think it's an important thing. And for my content, no, I have no issue being mostly quite analytical. Though there are a couple of videos where I, where I get quite emotional. Um, Such as what? Well. Which, which, which videos would they be? Uh, I say I a lot of people recognize that at the end of my Etika video I got quite emotional. Um that was that was definitely a good personal very personal subject for me and and I did become quite emotional towards the end there. Um and I, but I think the fact was that a lot of people recognized the emotion um as even at that stage to be quite to be quite a fair reaction and to you know not be coming from a place that 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 was that was you know attempting to you know neg- negatively influence anyone and so i i know it it it, it, it was it, i it, but it's important sometimes to be like human uh, in your videos and i think i think that's something that you you said to me in conversation that i definitely come across with a level of humanity to a level of self-awareness and i think that's really important self-awareness is key i mean as i as i I push towards 40 years of age the thing that is becoming and and this is also i mean i can again i talk very openly about these kind of things on my my podcast certainly and in my stand-up comedy too but the uh or even in documentaries too but the 
the thing that I think is so important is the more self-aware you can become, of course it becomes dangerous if you're so self-aware you over, again, overanalyze everything you do. My reaction actually is, is completely polar opposite to yours. The more self-aware I become, the more emotionally connected I become to everything. So yeah. small glances from people. You know, as a stand-up comic, you learn to read the smallest nuances oh. of reaction from people. And oh, it, yeah, yeah. in my relationship, even with my girlfriend now, it says there's moments where I get very deep deeply sensitive and hurt and upset by things that really are not important or were fleeting glances or or a, just a, yeah. a smirk or something can make me go what's behind that i know that maybe i'm doing this thing maybe it's me maybe I, <laughs> yeah, yeah i actually I, go the opposite I, I way. completely get that i i used to be exactly like that um and i guess i guess i mean i don't know exactly when when the when the change occurred um it was probably quite a gradual process right but for me i basic because i used to have this terrible anxiety worst interpretation sort of thing and like you would lay out like these these possibilities and you'd you'd pick the worst one thing oh of god course, what is yeah yeah uh, always a I've cynic kind of, very much self-loathing you know yeah now i've kind of just taken a different approach i line out all the options and say well that's probably the most rational explanation so i'll go with that one and if anything um else is the case then i will in i will deal with that accordingly what a wonderfully so, mature way to do things <laughs> i'll let you know so, when i get there i'll let you know when i when i when i master that skill yeah, so it, it it's one of those things. I was completely the same, no question, no question about it. And although I'm definitely pleased to be past that stage, there was a certain bit of emotion to it that I you do do miss. So it's generally, I think it's probably the best for the best that I. It's I've, about balance, it, though, isn't it? Really, it, ultimately, it, it, it's a change. But at the same time, you you have to you have to stay you have to stay invested in other people's sensitivities but i am i'm very i'm very analytical of the world around me and i pay close attention to even the slightest of things like yourself i guess my own response to those things just comes to different conclusions um and so i can't really you know blame you for being exactly the same position that I that I was for ages. It's um, it's it's, it's I, I've definitely found duality of duality of experience, and you're you're currently juggling, I guess, the duality of who James is as a person, who you want to be on your own personal journey as you know a young man growing, uh, growing and changing, and you know manifesting the best parts of yourself, and maybe trying to conquer the the worst parts, like any good human being should do. And then there's also the content creator who's quite, you know, analytical and uh, not cold, but certainly very much focused on facts and context and, yeah. and, 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 um, uh, there's a duality there, and I, I've certainly experienced a duality, even just in the simplest terms of the difference between being, for instance, a TV host or a, a TV presenter in England, you were saying, a TV host or, um, or, a, or a live event host versus being a, a stand-up comedian. You know, I, I, yeah. I actually was was kicked off a platform off Twitch um, for whom I used to host 
live events. I used to do lots of like Comic Con events for them and TwitchCon and and had uh, at least a, a mild level of um, status within within the the community for a while. Uh, and mm. I was kicked off for a, 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 a joke I made about another content creator on a platform on the on the platform on a, on a live show. Um, and I, I won't get into the ins and outs. It doesn't really matter what my personal history was. This person, let's just leave it at that. I didn't like the person. They didn't like me, and <laughs> and and you know, and and they refused to come on a chat show because they heard I was going to be on it. So I made a I made a joke about the kind of content they make, and it was quite it was quite damning. It was very very damning at a very <laughs> insensitive time. <laughs> anyway, uh, I understand. But I, 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 I ended up, because the community wants to present itself as a certain type of thing, oh, we we're, were all inclusive. The joke I made was not that bad, really. I mean, it, as, as, yeah. as a comedian, from a comedian point of view, it was incredibly fucking light banter. But it was blown up into a thing by this other creator because they were a, a YouTuber and a drama YouTuber. That seems to be the, um, the mainstay of her, her content. Yeah. And I had to go, well, I think I need to pick a lane. Here. And I think a lot of young content creators need to really, as much as I, I'm always encouraging younger creators or younger artists of any kind to explore as many different avenues of the art that you make as, diff- as many different facets and uh, sorry, uh, um, as many different ways that you can create that art. So if you love performing, go and perform music and theater and tell jokes and, you know, see what really fits with you and you might love more than one thing. There's another part of me that actually, on, upon reflection, would say if you are going to do something and you start to garner actual success within that world, for instance, yeah. being a streamer and a, and a TV host, you know, um, you can't make the kind of jokes you would make in a comedy club as a stand-up comedian on a late-night show. Yes. And yes. that's has absolutely been, uh, you know, there's been, it's, it's, it's all good now, but there, there were moments of hiccups in one career because I was being the comedian when I had to be the BBC TV presenter or being yeah. the, the late night rowdy stand-up comic rock and roll guy when I had to be someone on Twitch, which is, you know, full of neckbeards and uh, white nights. You have to really kind of pick your lane, I think, sometimes. That's also... Uh, something to yeah. remember, I guess, when you're creating any kind of content. Yeah, I think I think you have to be very conscious of the audience that you are creating content for. And I say that to a lot of people too. That's one of the biggest points of advice I give. It's okay to, to, to try and work out what you need to do and try and work out how to cater your content to a certain audience. But at the same time, you have to know that there may be certain implicit rules for that sort of content and how marketable it is at a certain point. And you're exactly right. And we've seen that with plenty of other comedians too. The fact that, you know, you can transfer your skill set from one thing to the other, but you have to also adapt to an extent as well, or else you might end up in some controversy or unnecessary drama that yeah. frankly you don't want uh, i'm sure no one else really wants, oh well these but... days it's ridiculous because it's, it's not even about what your your moral or ethical character might be or the things that you have or haven't done more more specifically over the course of your life but it's more now you can get in trouble for telling a joke telling a joke on on a platform and people you know and i'm, I'm not saying getting up and going hey here's my type 15 about why hitler was correct that's not 
that's yeah. not the kind of jokes I'm telling or uh, or thoughts I'm having. But you know, it's it's it's, it's a very interesting. It's a very interesting time to be creating comedy, certainly. And there is a lot of comedy in in the content that you make as well. Do you ever have to um, re-record? Well, actually, I want. Sorry, I wanted to ask a very more a more specific question for yeah. your fans who will listen to this. Um, how do how do you go about the process of? It, it, you know, without boring yourself, how how do you go about that process of saying, right, this is how I'm going to pick the next subject matter. This is the amount of time I'm de- going to dedicate to it. This is the way that I record it because you you now have animators who who uh, seem to make all the visual elements of your content. Yeah, and yours is very much the the written and spoken word element, right? What's the, what's that yeah. what's that creation creative process for you like for for um, the next video you're doing? How, how do you go about that? Well, I tend to take it as it comes to an extent. So I'll pick a topic that interests me and I will see how much depth there is to it. How much do and you pick based on what interests you versus, as you, you just mentioned, you know, sometimes you have to create content for the audience. You know, YouTubers uh, create yeah. content for the YouTube community and something like Bad Baby and Woe Vicky, those are two characters YouTube absolutely fucking loves. So it's, it's a surefire hit if the content is good. Whereas making something about, you know, I don't know, the, the <laughs> I don't know, your favorite Roman Polanski piece, that's not necessarily going to garner <laughs> the same number of views. Yeah, from- yeah, uh, for, for, for fair enough reason. Um, I, I'd say that, I'd say that, have you ever for made me, a video where you've gone, you know what? I did that because I knew this topic is fucking hot right now. And uh, yes, I'm interested in it to some extent. I'm interested in finding something new about it. But if you ask me to talk at length about this person, I'd say, oh, fuck that person, you know? But for YouTube, well, I you think don't. I, I don't think there's, there's too many topics that I've taken that specific approach. Generally, I pick my topics based on what i am interested in um for example there's obviously the very popular topic right now of onision and although i find him very interesting i boss and i know that i could get a lot of views from a video on him i also feel that given the depth of the topic it's something that i'm gonna have to pick a specific time to dedicate to it and i want to keep my videos at a decent pace right now and i know that anision would take a slightly longer time and i could probably do it in a and keep the schedule the same but i'd also stress myself out a lot and i don't really want to do that i want to get everything completely right and so when it comes to pricking topics generally the things that i consider the two things that i consider it's a balance i have to be interested in the topic Mm-hmm. But also, I have to think the audience will be interested in it too. I think there has to be some level of audience investment. And I, but I don't think I've ever picked a topic solely on audience interest. Uh, I obviously take both of things into account, but I've never gone, well, actually, I hate this topic. I'm only doing it because sure. the audience, because I feel, I feel that, that, that you, you might get a bit, haphazard at that stage it's never become that two-dimensional for you that you're gonna start hating the things you're creating exactly exactly so i have to be careful and how i go about it at like that point is i line up like loads of research i look up 
various stuff and I I compartmentalize it all and I say, okay, typically I work with a script. I research <clears throat> and I script at this uh, a similar time. I will maybe prepare a few things in advance, but typically I will try and go through it as these things are coming to me as i write them out because so you do script out quite quite clearly as well would you would you would you effectively type up like a like a you know a, an essay to be read as spoken word yeah uh however so that's quite unique is, that's quite well, a unique approach i think a lot of people just splurge out what they're thinking and then go fuck i'll go through and edit this <laughs> you know go yeah through. yeah that's that's very true and i think one of the things that I try and say to other people, I think it's one of the biggest issues for a lot of aspiring creators is that they write these scripts out and they don't know how to read them out. And the difference with me and how I've always approached it is I write things out how I imagine myself saying them. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when I read it out, it comes out more naturally. It sounds more natural. It sounds smoother. It works better. It flows better. It doesn't sound robotic. It doesn't sound like I'm reading off a script. Well, that's the one and... on one hundred and one presentation and speech giving skills. If every every best man in the country at some point will have <laughs> yeah. to learn those skills, you know. And that's one of the biggest factors to me. I say to people, write it out as if you'd imagine how you'd say it. And I always say that every time it's work for me and i do believe it works for a lot of people who script and read these things out because there are people who do this stuff they script it especially some of the vi some, some, well, a lot of the video essayists and i can tell you they keep their scripts much alike to the way that they would imagine themselves talking of course there is some level of distinction to be made and that's completely natural but there is also a connection between the person and the persona and right. that is a necessity and that is that's got to come through the script you can't just write something down very matter of fact very stoic and have yourself expect to read it out because you've injected none of your personality into it that's not possible you have to you have to inject your own personality into your own script that is a necessity. Well, it's just like a comedian finding their voice, their comedy voice, you know, their comic voice. And I think, it, I think you've obviously already, you know, you've already kind of achieved that on certainly on your channel and certainly with the content you make. It's very, very identifiably you, uh, or very, yeah. I, or should I say, very identifiably the right opinion. Um, yeah. I wondered, uh, obviously, given your your studies and 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 the interest that you have, and also a yeah. lot of the earlier content that you made on your channel which was very much um, more British and politics-centric. Yeah. Do you envisage a day where, I mean, you're, I think you're, you're at what, like maybe, apologies if I'm getting the numbers a bit wrong, I don't really look at subscriber numbers, but I think you're at least like at half a million, if not more, maybe not 700,000. I'm, 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 I'm currently at 483,000, so... Oh, there you go, okay, so um, half a mil, right, so I was pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty much there. So... That's that's by the way. Uh, also, I know that you're you've you've certainly blown up over the last few months to the last year in a bit in much bigger yeah. way. 
Do yeah. you envisage a day where you can turn around? Like I've got a couple of buddies, like Matt Santoro, for instance. He's got I don't know six, seven million. You know, my buddy Swifter yeah. has about three and a half. Do you ever envisage a day when you go? I have now got myself, let's say, two, three, four million people who are pretty much locked into who I am, the way I speak, the way I write, the way I create. And would you ever um, hope that there's a point when you can say, I actually now don't even remotely have to pander, even in a in a small percentage, to what is mm. popular right now. I could make, I could talk about British politics. I could talk about global politics and make that my mainstay. And people would, I, I could, I could almost educate people on a subject matter they weren't immediately drawn to because they are drawn to my personality and they want to hear my way of speaking about that thing, even if it's something that wasn't initially of interest to them. Oh, that's interesting. I guess in a way, I would hope that I would reach a stage where I would have more control over the topics that I choose. But at the same time, I like to be sensitive of my audience and what they enjoy. I feel that my content is always a mix of something established and something new. And I get a lot of comments already, particularly from recurring audience members that say, I didn't know about this topic at all, but you know, you made it sound interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I guess you have a point on that behalf. I'm not sure if there's ever a stage where I would feel completely comfortable doing that. There's definitely a stage where I want to take a, a few more risks. Um, well, I mean, if the, you want the, to be known for the pornographic content, you, you're gonna have to <laughs> once you once you cap at one million at least. I think that's when you can drop the first home video. <laughs> of of course, of course. I I'm I I will. Uh, that will obviously be an inevitability. At least a Patreon. Just, it could be like a Patreon uh, kickback or something. Only only fans or something. There you I go. Porn. <laughs> Easy. But yeah, I love um, making content. Um, you know that people enjoy i i enjoy that sort of positive energy that is part of the creator experience so for me i guess it's a balance i would really love to have people say oh wow everyone say everyone say oh wow i never knew about that and there are definitely some more risks that i want to take in the future guess topics that would be a bit more out of left give field. me one the- topic one topic in a in an ideal world utopian situation oh, uh your audience are all just going to go with it what would be one thing because i i'm looking forward to the day when i log on and uh see in my uh in my you know the subscriptions i go ah oh, he did it he did the video that he wanted to do what what would be one topic that you perhaps oh. would love to, or is that is that putting you too much on the spot? Well, no, I mean it's not putting me on the spot. It's just it's hard to think of a topic right now that makes me go, oh wow, Eureka! It's difficult to think on the spot about a topic that really invigorates me. Obviously, what happened to Sooty? Uh, really, what happened to Sooty? I I mean that's a good that's a good question. There you go. Um. Oh. Uh, what happened to Teletubbies? What happened to the Another Teletubbies? Year? Where did they go? <laughs> probably, probably, probably some crack house. The right um, opinion, asking the questions no one dares to ask. <laughs> I, 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 I want to really do um, some videos on on game shows, but the thing is, I'm 
I'm already kind of working on like a side project that will do that, but okay. just not on my main channel. So for me, there are definitely things that take and pique my interest, but I'm kind of starting to work on them already, just not on my main channel. I want to do want to keep my main channel somewhat focused in the topics that it covers because right, I think yeah, yeah. I think for me that's a necessary part of branding although you know taking risks can also have great payoff but I would definitely take more risks in the topics that I plan on doing in the future though I can't see my format changing too much because I think the way I approach things is a ne- necessity um for the appeal that I provide well i see that so, obviously right now you're dropping uh, you know roughly or it seems to be roughly uh, a video every two weeks and because of the yeah. amount of depth that those videos have it's you you almost do unfortunately limit yourself slightly on schedule and on what you could do on other channels but i, yeah. I do think having st- having a secondary channel or even a even a third where occasionally maybe only once every quarter you drop a, a video that really deeply interests you about politics and you have a political channel that could be um well yeah I, I want to do pol- political videos. That's one of the things that does interest me. The problem is that I have a format in my head for what I want to do with it. But the problem currently is that I have no way to uh, create that currently. Okay. And um, I was hoping I was going to move somewhere soon at some point. But everything's kind of been up in the air. And right. therefore it's uncertain of when I'm going to have the opportunity to pursue that. I love how wonderfully really vague this that. all is. is it? <laughs> uh, it, it is vague. It's vague to me, though. That's the problem. I've been bugging my friends because the plan was that me and some friends who are currently living in London are going to move to a new location. Okay. And um, Is that where you're from? Convene there. Um, no. Um, I'm actually from the southwest, uh, Somerset. Oh, which, what a lovely su- place. Which, uh, yeah, a lovely place. It surprised a lot of people because um, I don't have the farmer's accent, but uh, that's... I, I was you, raised... No, you, in had a, a, you had an education. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, ra- raised, raised in one of the metropolitan areas, so... There you go. Um, should it, uh, But the thing is that we were going to move there, and that was going to happen soonish gonna happen at the turn of the year and now i asked my friend about it and he was like oh i'm not sure when it's gonna happen i'm not sure i feel established enough even though without without naming names he's pretty established right and i would i would hope that he feels confident at some point to make that move because i think it would be beneficial for all of us yeah i think he should and, do it because um, um realistically you can get rent pretty cheap in london if you go to the right place just go to Leytonstone. move to Leytonstone. you'll get a good you oh, get a good two or three bedroom house in Leytonstone. that'd we, be all right <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't even move to we wouldn't even move to london that's the thing he's oh. already in london and the point would be he's moving away from london and oh. i'm in a different place and we're moving we're both moving to the same place or we're all moving to the same place to to be together not in the same house but to the same area um so that we so can... you can create together and do things and help each other out with the process exactly i um i i'm, I'm grossly aware of time we're about to hit a one hour which is i, I actually you're probably the one of the only guests 
<laughs> this is a, a wonderful moment of self-awareness. One of the only guests who I've done more listening than talking to, um, which is which is a, a testament to your to your intellect and and, and eloquence. But oh, I also thank you. Uh, no no worries. You brought you brought the best out of me. I'm sure my most of my listeners are going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Normally he's talking about dick <laughs> jokes and stuff. I um I wanted to ask you two very quick things. Um, before we do that, first of all, I given uh, you know the the career, I'm sure you haven't done enough of a deep delve into my my history to know much about me, but I I can yeah. already see your your voice um, working incredibly well on other on on other platforms, uh, most notably TV and radio, and I yes. wondered if those are things that uh, you've either thought about really i'm sure you have but have you have you have mm. you put any plans into action or is there currently any plans to do some of that because uh i think you'd be remiss if you didn't at least explore I, those avenues i think i should i agree there i definitely should one of the things that currently is bubbling away on the table yeah i i'm definitely going to look into radio and tv i did actually at one point, do an internship. I guess it was an internship. Um, I mean, it wasn't really an internship. It was more trial run at a, a radio. And the trial run was, must have been like eight months. And then they didn't hire me. And, um, and, and now was, who's uh, laughing, James? Now uh, who's laughing? I, I am. I am definitely. I am definitely laughing now. I don't think you need um, to approach it in that way. I'll certainly, if you, if you, if you allow me to, um, you know, uh, <laughs> at least impart some some advice, maybe after this podcast. I think. I think if you could very rapidly uh, take some of your format, certainly your voice and your style, and I think there'll be a number of different networks that would be interested in uh, talking about creating something with you. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, well, well, well. That's. I mean, that's great to hear. And to be honest, um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a difficult. I mean, it was that whole situation with the with the radio station was was difficult because um, it was a really awkward time in my life. It it, it got very dicey, mm-hmm. um, in many ways. Um, because a load of bad things happened at once, and um. It was like I think it. I think it just really not my mood for for that for that for like a pivotal month in the trial, and it kind of just made me less outgoing, extroverted than I normally am. Right. Than I normally would be on a radio so you weren't, show. Weren't presenting your best self necessarily. Uh, exactly, and so I I understood. I just wish they'd been a bit more empathetic towards the situations because they like it was just a run of bad things that happened and um i think anyone who who at that stage i was very young and and um i think they they could they could have just said okay yeah no we we understand would you like one one more go one more try it would have been pleasant so they sent me they sent me an email they they waited like i mean it was god knows it was seven eight months um they waited to send me the email and um i i responded fairly sternly to the email um because i didn't appreciate how they had handled it um in multiple ways i understood their perspective to an extent but they'd also messed up multiple things and i think they were kind of insulting actually um in how they communicated their feedback so i 
I'm quite. I'm known for my stern emails. I mean, to be um, fair, you were trying to do the drive time show on uh, One Extra, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how um, much you know about hip hop and dance music. But you didn't really fit the bill. I I I would argue that I know a fair bit about hip hop and dance music. Really? Actually, let me hear you say you, Wagwan. You, let me hear you say Wagwan. Come on. Wagwan. Oh, okay. All right. That was pretty good. <laughs> a little clipped, but it's pretty. <laughs> um, I I would. But I, I I love music. Music is one of my deep passions, and I've got I've got music knowledge across the board. It's one of well, my. Actually, in your first video strength. on your channel, your introduction video, you do say uh, I'm going to be doing videos Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I thought, well, that's fucking that's that's good luck. <laughs> Which obviously, yeah, well, you know, you've changed the format also based, yes. I assume, on on what YouTube's algorithms wants now. They want they want long yeah. format. But also, um, you said, you know, eventually I feel like there will be, become a point where I can set up other channels to review music, to review other arts that I'm, yeah. I'm passionate about. So I'm, I'm excited exactly. for that to happen for you. You know, I think that one yeah, day that I would, will work. I would love to. I would love to do that. And um, and um, it's definitely always been an interest for me to explore. So Absolutely. I would love to do that. But I'd also love to pursue music tv and and various uh, oh you don't want to do that no i did that you don't want to do that shit <laughs> i did a lot of music uh, festivals and a lot of lot of music shows don't do that shit it's fucking boring and I'll, everyone's two-faced oh, no, no, I, I, I don't want to do music festivals like um i mean i didn't mean music tv as oh you don't one, mean like t4 or like yeah or, or yeah I did, yeah you know. no I, I i music comma tv okay um, <laughs> music sort of and television and look listen here's a final question for you before we we wrap it up and we tell everyone how they can check out all of your content um of course obviously an element of what you do is uh whilst i'm i'm going to use this term very loosely because i don't think you n are nasty in the way that you approach your subject matters or the people who are your subjects of your videos but there's a there's a mild you know especially when they need it there's a mild character assassination of some of these people um, based on context facts and taking all different views into account at least with your account whereas with some others it's more yeah. just this guy's an ass. Um, however, when the day comes that maybe you have released that porn video, uh, perhaps a few skeletons fell out of your closet. Maybe mm -hmm. you know it comes out that you were actually refused the job at the radio show and the after the internship because you pulled your penis out in the middle of a, a staff meeting on a Wednesday. When that comes out, hey, they, they <laughs> <laughs> which 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 YouTuber would you like to do a video on you? If someone had to take you down in the YouTube community, who do you think uh, you would most like to do the takedown video of the right opinion? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. I, um, I prepared that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a... Yeah, who's it going to be? Uh, who's it going to be? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people who do it. PewDiePie does them. You know, H3 does them. Um, Colossal, maybe. Um, I, a, think, I think Colossal would be quite uh, poetically appropriate because he was the first person, uh, first real larger YouTuber that I met in the community. Right. And also and there's some actually... there's some crossover in terms of at least voice, you know, and, and accent yeah, oh, and yeah. uh, delivery. Yeah. We, yeah, I think, I think that's a reasonable person to do it. Um, and we knew each other ages ago. We, we I, I knew him when I, when I had like, must've been less than a hundred subscribers. So, um, we go significantly far back. 
So you'd so want it to I, be someone near and dear to you. So at least when you're crying and sobbing and rocking back and forth, you know that they did it with love. Yeah, yeah. I, I w- I'd know it would it would definitely... It would always come from the heart if it was colossal. There you go. And if he's busy, Rice Gum could do it. Yeah, he could write <laughs> a diss track. See, I'd, I'd, much a- ra- I'd much rather an absolute moron do a takedown of me because that would be the easiest... What a gift that would be to be able to come back to to say, ah, oh, okay, <laughs> let me just <laughs> let me just deal with a couple no, of these no. these things you brought up, and let me point out how much of a hypocritical piece of shit you are, and get into it. That's that's reasonable, to be fair. Right. Um, so colossal just, would be first choice, and maybe I guess I love the pain. There you go. There you go. And now we've learned a little bit more about you, and potentially what is going to be in that pornographic video you eventually release. Um, James, it was a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for taking some oh, time great. out on a Thank Sunday. Um, no now, obviously, uh, myself and anyone else who who watches YouTube content regularly and loves watching commentaries and and uh, I, I see them as um, as studies of human nature. A lot of your videos, actually, it's quite nice. Yeah. I, I actually showed I was watching your video about Woe Vicky and and Bad Baby and and my girlfriend peered over and went, "What the fuck are you watching? Why are you watching stuff about these?" idiot girls and i said well first of all bad baby has at least one good release gucci flip-flop is a modern day classic secondly um i'm watching it because i'm part of this community and these kind of characters are these they're the ridiculous just like she she's a musician and what j-lo's up to that week is of interest to you what these youtubers is of interest to me but also i love i do very much see it as a as a as an certainly within your content an exploration of humanity the best the worst and all of those areas of gray in between of of humanity and what humans are capable of doing uh, mm. to, to themselves and to other people um if people want to find that obviously they're just going to go onto youtube and they're going to search the right opinion tro the right opinion um now if they do you do you encourage people to follow you on social media because it seems to be quite personal you don't really have a huge um, amount of followers on your, well, your instagram for instance my but. instagram's my instagram's pretty quiet but my twitter's got fifty eight thousand. um that's where i do a majority of my communication so uh yeah my instagram isn't too busy i don't have too much going on there but twitter's pretty buzzing uh, and if people page- want to find you on there it's just at the right opinion is it it is exactly that at go. the right opinion so make sure you follow him on uh, on twitter at the right opinion make sure you find him on youtube the right opinion just search that you'll find him subscribe and hit the notifi- uh, notification bell and uh, and hopefully maybe watch out for a, a few a few other projects maybe even in the realm of tv radio and certainly uh, music in the future as well. That would be great to see those things happen for you. James, yeah. it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic. Thank you. I look forward to chatting to you again. Bye-bye. Great. Bye.